want apple juice. Lucas wants apple juice. I know, I heard him can say I that. Can I have apple juice? Yeah, you can have apple juice. Can I have soda? Yes, you can have soda. Can I press that button? No, you can't press that button. Why? Because that's going to play the theme song. I'm not ready to start Click. the pot. What is up, guys? James Gutman here on High Pod. I'm Dad. Welcome back to another edition of the podcast. It is Friday. It is just about September of 2022. How the F did that happen? And I thank you guys once again for checking me out, either on any of the streaming services, anywhere. You name a streaming service, we're on that streaming service. Or you may have found it on HighPodOnDad.com. Wherever you found it, like, subscribe, bookmark, hit the bell. <sighs> Do all those things. I don't know, man. Um, this is not my generation. But either way, whatever you have to do to keep track that these podcasts are there and to always remember them, please do that. Tell your friends, tell your neighbors, tell your enemies, tell anybody that will listen to you about HighPodOmDad.com as well as HighBlogOmDad.com where all the blogs are since 2017. Two a week. We're talking hundreds and hundreds of, of blogs just written about parenting, mental health, you know, heart health. You name it, it's written. This week, I actually wrote two. Uh, about both my kids. As you guys know, I have uh, a nonverbal 11-year-old son with autism. I have a daughter, neurotypical. She's 14. Yikes. And sometimes you tell that to people, even if they don't have special needs kids, they they shudder at the 14-year-old neurotypical daughter um, even more so than they do over the thought of an 11-year-old nonverbal child with autism, which is both a testament to autism awareness in this country and just 14-year-old girls being scary as as hell. So... She's quite scary as hell. In fact, this week I wrote about her on Monday. And I got to tell you, the article was called You Pay Me, Chores, Allowance, and Texts from My Daughter. And the reason why I wrote it was because of Lauren. Uh, my girlfriend Lauren and I were at a concert the week before. We had gone. We started the summer off. Check this out. This will give you a stark contrast to the money uh, situation in my house, right? Beginning of the summer came around. We looked online. And we saw that Jones Beach was having $25 concerts. Jones Beach is a big beach here on Long Island. They do concerts. They do all sorts of stuff. I've been there a few times for, for different concerts. And they had $25 concerts. So we went to one uh, the beginning of the summer for One Republic, who I didn't even know who they were. It wasn't until we got there, we started to look it up a little bit. I'm like, oh, I know these guys. They sing this song. They sing that song. The guy sang all these other songs from other artists. It was an okay concert. But you could leave early. You don't feel bad because you're like, eh. I paid 25 bucks. I'm in the boonies. If I paid hundreds, I'd be really upset. The end of the summer came along and I found a concert for Blue October for $25. And I love Blue October. I've always loved Blue October. They sing that Hate Me Today song. And they sing all sorts of songs that I really enjoy. The guy, the lead singer, is uh, kind of this pioneer for you know bipolar disorder. He's got all sorts of stories and things that he did and his songs. If you listen to them, it's really just a deep dive into... Just agony and regret and kind of making things better. It's just real complaint rock, as they, they call it in the movie Clueless. I always think about that. What does she want with Josh anyway? He dresses funny. He listens to complaint rock. He's not even cute. So we went to see Blue October. Blue October, though, was the opening act. The main act was the Goo Goo Dolls. 
I don't like the Goo Goo Dolls. Never really liked the Goo Goo Dolls that much. You know who really doesn't like the Goo Goo Dolls? My son, Lucas. Because on one of his Sesame Street videos, the Goo Goo Dolls come out and sing a song with Elmo. Oh, oh, hi, Goo Goo Dolls. Hey, Elmo. How's it going? Elmo, what have you been up to? Oh, oh, Elmo's been a very busy little monster. They sing the song, and Slide is the real song, and they sing Pride. Elmo reached the highest shelf. He wants to do it himself, you know, feeling that pride. And this song makes my son cry. Always has. There's certain things and certain videos that make him weep. Goo Goo Dolls are one of them. So I'm with him. I'm not a huge Goo Goo Doll fan. So when I went to this concert, my goal was see Blue October. And then whatever. Then we leave. And we did. We saw Blue October. The Goo Goo Dolls came out. I wanted to see if the first song was Slide. It wasn't. And we left. That's kind of, And that's the best part about going to see a $25 concert. It's good about... I don't know, not being locked in. I always hated that, being like stuck in your seats and, you know, it's boring, you're tired, you want to get home, then you got to fight everybody on the way out. We didn't fight anybody on the way out, we just went home. But while I was at this concert, I got a phone message and it said, you pay me. And I'm like, I will. When? And it was my daughter. And as I talked about in the blog, I couldn't get mad at her over it. And I try not to get mad at her over this. And the reason why is that I made a deal with her when I first moved into this house last year that if she does chores, she gets paid for these chores. I wanted her to earn money. Um, Like a fool, I kind of thought that that would take a lot of the financial onus off of me. And it did not. All it did was just get her more money because I'm still buying her school clothes. I'm still buying her food. I'm still buying her, you know, uh, bedding and toiletries or whatnot. And she has this money if she wants to go to Panera or go to a restaurant and she gets money from other avenues too. Like her mother gives her money. So it's not just me kind of strictly making sure that she has enough that she's earned. You know, she kind of just collects it as she goes and just ends up in that, in that account. But whenever she does her chores, which are just so you know, she's here. The way my kids go and the way my custody goes is we split them right down the middle. So some weeks I get them for four days, some weeks I get them for three, but either way it all balances out to the same amount of hours that we have the kids. My daughter knows the first day she's here, within 24 hours, she has to vacuum the steps. We have robot vacuums all over the house. So they vacuum everything, but they don't get to the steps. They fall down the stairs every once in a while, which is always fun. It always lets me know that I'm a little star for parenting uh, on my own whenever the kids aren't here and I start to yell at the robot vacuum. I'm like, I told you not to eat that. I'm like, oh my God, it's not real. It's a robot vacuum. So Roombas go around the house, but I can't get to the stairs. So she has to do the stairs. Originally, it was just do the stairs. You know, when you get here, back in the stairs with the dust buster. But then she would do it like right before she left. Her friends would come over. There'd be crap all over the stairs. So here's the rule. If she wants her full allowance, she has to do it once within 24 hours of arrival. And she has to do it once on the final day that she's here. And it's, it's two sets of stairs. It's one, you know, two flights that go uh, from the main floor upstairs and then down to the basement. She does those. And... The second thing is to clean her bathroom that her and her brother use. She has to clean it and she does a great job. My daughter has always been, and this is the problem that a lot of us parents run into when it comes to assigning chores and making rules and, you know, I don't punish enough. My daughter does pretty much everything that she's asked to do. Her room is routinely the cleanest one in the house. She's more organized than anybody in this family by a mile. Um, She keeps herself clean. She keeps her things clean and tidy. She does her thing, man. And if you tell her to do something, she'll do it too. If you say to her, hey, we put your dishes in the sink. She'll put her dishes in the sink. You know, if you don't tell her, she won't do it. But she's always been cool like that. There's never been a reason to be like, how dare you? No, she just does what you ask her to do. And it's pretty cool. So I made this deal with her. You do these things, you'll get $10 a week. That'll be your allowance, right? 
Now, the account that she has, I linked it into the blog, it is from Chase, right? And it is a kid's first checking account. And what basically happens is she has access to this account. She has a card. She can go spend money. She can even take money out. And I'm the only one who can control what goes into it. So I put money in from my account. My ex-wife gives her an allowance or whatever. We we still keep, and this is a piece of advice for anybody out there going through a divorce, always try to keep some sort of joint account just for transferring money back and forth. It's routinely, it has like a penny in it. But every once in a while, like she'll send over, hey, I'm sending you $20 for this. Or, you know, hey, can you put this in Olivia's account? Because I'm the only one that can move money over into the account. So even when her mother puts $10 in, I'm responsible for moving it over and I get harassed as if I owe money to a bookie. So she does it to me because I'll forget, you know, she'll leave. I'll go about my day. You know, all of a sudden the kids are gone. My whole brain settles out of dad mode. I mean, my week is, you talk about bipolar. My week is right down the middle of different things. On half the week, I'm a dad running around the house. The house is bustling. Every room is used. There's Lucas's cups all over the place. Sesame Street is playing in three different rooms at once. Um, there's just clothes being, you know, washed. The dishwasher is going, all these things are happening. Food is being made. And then the kids leave and the whole house like breathes, takes a breath, room stop being used. Pretty much. I'm just going between the basement and my bedroom back and forth. Uh, every once in a while, I'll just walk around in a circle to just kind of get the brain moving. But for the most part, I don't do anything. The dishes never get washed because there's no dishes to be done. I barely eat without the kids. It's rare. Um, unless I go out or do something like that. Not a lot of food being cooked. Laundry gets done. Yeah, but laundry is kind of on its own timeline. Kind of sits there for a while. I rewash things so they sit in the washing machine too long. All those things happen. So that first day that they leave, I'm not thinking about putting any money into her account. I'm just leaving it alone. And I always get that you pay me message. And it's hard. It's hard to um, hard to deal with because in that moment, sometimes it's annoying. You know, I don't want to give her $10. You know, the kid has literally hundreds of dollars in her bank account. I'm not kidding you, hundreds of dollars. They had, I think her and her mother had done a, a garage sale. She got half the money for whatever. So she's got a lot of money in her bank account. And here I am, you know, I've got stuff to pay for. I've got bills, school's coming up. She wants to go clothes shopping, all this other stuff. And I have to give her $10. So there's a part of my brain that's just like, God damn it, $10. But I put it in. And I put it in because I made that deal with her. And I don't get mad at her for asking because I want her to learn the lesson that you ask for the money that's owed you. It's an important lesson. It's something that I've dealt with in my life. I've had to fight people for money. I've had bosses not want to send checks over. I've had companies try to withhold money. And there comes a certain point where I've definitely been like, eh, it's not worth the, not worth the issue. I'm currently dealing with New York State withholding money from my taxes that I can go and sit down with them. I got to take a whole day out of it. And it's like, I'm trying to figure out if that money is worth it, if it's enough. So that happens with my daughter. You don't mess with her. $10. You pay me. I'm proud of her for it. And I think it's a good lesson. It's one of those weird parenting lessons that you don't realize you're teaching until you start teaching it. You know what I mean? Like, so I'm thinking at the time I'm teaching her chores. I'm teaching her the value of a day's work and I'm teaching her how to save money. Um, And then there's this part of it, which is I'm also teaching her to stand up for, hey, you said you'd pay me this. Pay me this, you know? And I'm proud of her. I want her to be like that. I want her to be able to stand up for what's owed her. I want her to be able to be like, hey, what's right is right. And it's true. You know, what's right is right. So I don't get mad at it. I put the money over. It's part of what I do. I mean, kids are effing expensive. If you don't have a teenager, you don't get it. You really don't get it. I know that some people do not get it. And then they talk to other people with teenagers and they're like, yeah, it's expensive. Everything costs money. I don't know what 
I don't know if it's the town we live in. I don't know if it's the generation. I don't know if it's just like the cost of everything went through the roof. Here's what I blame it on. I'm gonna tell you guys what I blame it on. And I'm gonna give you an example. And this is crazy. And see if you can back me up on this. I remember in 2002, there was a South Park episode, right? And it was when they introduced the character Token. Token was one of the kids in the town. He's rich. The other kids aren't rich, right? He's got a big house. His dad's a doctor or whatever. So Token comes over and they want to watch The Lion King. And he brings a DVD. And Cartman's like, what is that, dude? And he's like, it's a DVD. And they're like, you have a DVD? Like, we don't have a DVD player. And he's like, what do you mean you don't have a DVD player? They're like, dude, those things are like $100. Nobody has a DVD player. And he's like, oh. And it was supposed to be the joke. The joke is supposed to be that the rich kid felt bullied because he wasn't poor like them. He wanted to be poor, you know? So he had a DVD. So to these kids, it was so ridiculous that this house would have a $100 DVD player for this DVD to play because that's only for rich people. Fast forward to today, and we carry $1,000 devices in all of our pockets. Everybody's got a kid's habit, homeless people have it. Everyone's got these $1,000 phones, and the reason why is they want you to get a credit card, and then you pay for it with a credit card, and then you're just in debt. It's a very depressing, very scary situation. And it's a very scary world that we live in, and I see it myself. I've seen it since I moved out of my own house and I'm, I'm really managing my own funds myself. Like there's times where like you get behind on a bill and you think to yourself, well, I can just like keep sending me credit cards. I just get a new credit card and let's put it on the credit card. And in the beginning I might've considered that, but now here I am two years out and I look at it and I go, you know what? No, man, no, because you know what's going to happen. You're going to pay your bills with the credit card. Then you're going to owe money on the credit card, pay with the money that you have. Maybe go without a, a new pair of shoes if you have to. Um, rather than just do these credit things. But that's society, dude. Society is expensive. Uh, it's hard to live out there like that. And that's why more than ever, it's important that I teach my daughter the value of a dollar so she understands how it works. I mean, luckily, my son doesn't doesn't really need to do any of that. If you guys read on Wednesday, I talked about kind of navigating him through the world and the fear of sending him out into a cruel world without me one day. But that's the one thing that's always made my parenting life uh, Unique is that I have these two kids, very different lessons, both equally important, but both, you know, starkly different. Uh, but at the same time, they both genuinely require me to think ahead and to realize the world that they're going to live in, whether it's my son living in a world without me one day or my daughter growing up and having to live in a world where she has to stand up for the money that's owed her. I want to make sure that both of them can survive and both of them can thrive and that both of them are doing the best they can. So while the circumstances are different, the situations are different, at the end of the day, I want the, the goal and I want the uh, lessons to be the same. So hopefully both my kids will, will grow up and flourish because of me. It'll mean a lot. It made me very happy. You guys make me happy. Thank you for reading the blogs. Thank you for checking out this podcast. Thank you for all you do. Be sure to follow me on all social networks at Hi James Gutman. Follow us on Facebook. Hi blog. I'm dad is up there. Hi pod. I'm dad is up there. It's all up there. Like it, subscribe, tell your friends. And that does it for me. Thank you guys. Until next time, this is James Gutman saying, be well. Bye pod.